0: too much it's in my
1: head but in the end i didn't reach the end goal drew robinson wanted to play in the lb played one game i can't even tell you what i would trade to have played that one game in the nhl i've never seen the side of you i would trade the world that is now gone and i can't get it back that was my passion so that's why i'm leaning more towards tolerate where i can get something a little more stable which honestly scares the shit out of me depends what day you talk to me if we re-record this episode tomorrow i'm gonna say passion 100 my mind changes hourly
0: Welcome back everybody to episode 12 of the quarter life crisis podcast. I'm your host JB again with host rig and we are back for another amazing episode today. We're going to be giving you three hot takes that you should all be thinking about in your quarter life crisis when you are a confused son of a bitch like me and Hunter Smith are. (laughs) rig i wanted to start off this episode by saying thank you it was just nurses week i've got a soft spot for my nurses maybe because i am one maybe because i'm not thank you very much for all those healthcare professionals that are doing what they're doing right now especially with everything that is going on what do you think about that Riggs?
1: yeah i think we just got to be you know thankful for all the nurses right now it's been kind of a wicked year and 14 months 16 months you know however long this thing goes probably deserve a whole year but um they got a week and you know just appreciate everything and all the hard work that they've done you know always but especially this last year
0: and uh guys don't forget to go get your free cinnabons because that's what we get
1: for nurses Week. whoa from Cinnabuns? from cinnabon no way i think it's a mini i yeah, think it's a mini obviously yeah they're like oh free cinnabon then they kind of grease you with a mini but it's a nice gesture yeah I'll yeah i'll take a mini
0: for sure also speaking of
1: the big cinnabons too big for one person there's a lot of stuff in this world that's too big for one person i'm not a calorie counter if you're sucking back more than like 1200 calories with like one pastry like that's too much like that can't (laughs) be legal honestly have you ever taken down a full cinnabon Oh, probably like, I don't, there's some huge desserts out there. Like it's crazy. I know. If you go to frozen yogurt, you fill up one of those tubs of ice cream. Sometimes it's like $13. I just had a pint of ice cream. Like, I what's know. going on? I know.
0: You can't feel like, do you think you feel good about yourself after that?
1: Well, like maybe if you get like a sorbet, but if you end up with like the chocolate and vanilla, like you're like, you can convince yourself it's froyo, but it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't like that. I like that. But yeah, Riggs, what is going on today, brother?
1: So I had an epitome the other day, having some wine, open a fresh bottle. Who decided when you go to a restaurant that anybody who comes in that restaurant is qualified to sip that bottle of wine and decide if they want to send it back or not?
0: This is something that I've been thinking about for such a long time too. Like who does everyone think they are?
1: What is this charade that we go through every day where people just sip the wine and then look back at the waiter or waitress and go... Oh yes, yeah, so you mm-hmm. can pour the rest of the glasses. Mm-hmm. It's a big fake.
0: I think you should have a card going into a restaurant saying like, I I know my shit. Then the waiter comes around, pours you that, what, is it like a little raindrop of yeah. wine?
1: And, you... and the person at the table, you know, gives it the sniff, little swirly swirl <laughs> down the hatch. Oh yes, it's great. You have no idea what you tasted. You tasted wine. Dude,
0: I have a funny story with this and I love that you brought this up because I remember the one... The one time that the first time that that like happened to me, we were at a fancy restaurant and someone gave me like a little taster of it. I kind of looked at it. I was confused and I, I just tasted it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Like I literally like, yeah. I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. And he was just, Oh, you're just supposed to taste it and see if you want some. I was like, yeah, sure. Bring it on. Like, I, like I had no idea what's going on, but I love how you just, you automatically fall into that. You smell it. You don't know what the hell you're smelling. You taste it. I don't know what the hell a good wine tastes like.
1: So I understand this probably started at a high quality restaurant, but now it's worked its way down into like $30 mass produced bottles, $20 mass produced bottles that are served at restaurants for like 50 bucks. There's no way people are telling the difference in these wines. It's the biggest charade I've ever seen. And I'm done with it. Go out, have the waiter or waitress come by, pour your wine. There it is. (laughs) And just drink it. You, if you want to give a little dash in the first cup so you can aerate it a bit, that's fine. And then have them go around to the others, come back around and fill yours up. But I'm done with the whole, oh yeah, we're good to go now. But isn't
0: it isn't it funny how, I don't know about you, but I still go through the motion. Like I'll grab a glass of wine and I'll give it the little swooshy swirl, give it the little torpedo inside and then I'll sniff it and then drink it. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. Why do I do that?
1: The only way I can see it is if I've never got a bad bottle of wine and there's a way that if you smell it, it literally smells the worst thing you ever smelled in your life. And you're just like, actually, this is not going near my mouth, but if it smells that bad, you probably smell it before you put your nose to it. Anyways, like that, as soon as that seal's cracked off the bottle, you got to smell it. Yeah. Pouring it into the cup is not changing anything.
0: No, maybe, maybe there's a sommelier out there. That's just, sommelier.
1: Yeah. So, I can't pronounce that word, a, but a, yeah, yeah. A sommelier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A sommelier out there that's just like, dude, what are these guys absolutely talking about? They're out of their, they're off their rock. Everyone that goes into a restaurant literally does this stuff. And I don't know what the hell is going on.
1: And you think that waiter or waitress is sitting there like, oh yeah, like this 24 year old person knows what they're doing with this wine. Even if it's just like that 60 year old lady there with like her Chanel bag. It's like, she still doesn't know what she's doing. She's just doing it because she thinks it's like part of this giant charade where you're like, I'm spending money here. I'm going to act like I know what's going on. You're not, uh, I don't I can't is- say sommelier, but- you're like, <laughs> you're not that. Just quit it.
0: It's kind of funny, though, that experience, though. I do kind of like the whole game. It's like a little weird little game, but it's so fake. I, I'm, done. I it. I'm done with it. You're done with it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we're done with it. But another hot take for you I wanted to get into this was. Did you see the video on TV the other day of when Austin Matthews met Justin Bieber?
1: Like, I think I've seen it, yeah.
0: How much does that put it into perspective that no matter where you're at in life, you still have heroes outside of that?
1: Oh, because Bieber loves Matthews. And Matthews is like... So
0: Bieber's like saying like, dude, this guy is sick. Yeah. And Matthews is like, me? No, no, no. Dude, this guy is... Biebs is sick. You know what I mean? Like, how crazy is that that you got these two monsters that are just like, no, dude, you you are better than I am. You know what I mean? Like, what point
1: do you get that in your life that I would just assume growing up as Matthews, like you're a little bit younger and like, you're obviously a stud first overall pick to the NHL, but the day that Bieber slides into your DMS, you're like, okay, like, here we go. Like, (laughs) like you can, you can have like fun money and like, like he makes like $13 million a year, Matthews or something. Like that's plenty of money to go have a great time. But when you have, like Bieber, who's worth like, I don't know, probably 400 million or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like I'll fly you out and let's party with like DJ Khaled. And like, it's another level of fun. Yeah. Like it's another level of everything. You just, you couldn't even probably wrap your head around and it's going to cost you nothing. It's like, what, you pay $20,000 to fly out there on a PJ, Like, that's all it's going to cost you. But yeah. then once you get there, like, Biebs isn't saying, hey, like, there's pizza coming. Like, do you mind, like, throwing 50 bucks in? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know what I mean? Like, Bieber's just, like, the cheapest guy in the world.
0: And you're like, what is this <laughs> Dude, you didn't even pay me. <laughs> I bought McDonald's last week. Yeah. Dude, like, the amount of talent that is in that room when Matthews and Bieber are hanging out, like, how unbelievable is that? And they both think that they're bozos.
1: You know what I mean? They're both like, dude, I'm shit compared to this guy. Like, that's just insane to me. Is the fun part for Matthews meeting like Bieber, or is it having the access to Bieber now all the other people you get to meet? Wow, that's a good question. I don't think so
0: though. You think you think he's trying to crack into a little groupie there? No, I don't know. no,
1: but I think once you're like friends with Bieber, then it's like just kind of like, oh, like we're just buds. Like, it's kosher. But then like all of a sudden you're out for dinner one night, he's like, yo, like we're headed to so and so's penthouse. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Like I thought Bieber was cool. Like, like
0: wow. I, I thought Bieber was cool. I'm now gonna meet Sean Mendes. But yeah, no, I just thought it was sick that no matter what point you get to, there's always someone you're going to be like, oh, he's better.
1: That's just like proof, I think, to everything we talk about. Like in a QLC, it's not to relate to like Tuma. Obviously, neither of those guys are in a QLC, but just the fact that you always have heroes and like there's always. Like Bieber can sing on every stage in the world, but he'll never play a game in the NHL. And like, that's might've been his dream all along. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And he's just got so much respect in that aspect for these guys. What is, what is your biggest dream that is a thousand percent unattainable? Unattainable. Yeah. Like I'll give you my biggest dream. Doesn't exist. Interesting. (laughs) Mine does. My biggest dream (laughs) is I just know I'll never do it. Is to be like a huge country singer. Yeah. But like every year come back to Windsor And just do like a pop-up show. And it's like super cash. And everyone's like just having fun. And everyone's just like, they just know it's me. And they're like, we're not going to like braid him, but we're all going to go listen to the music. And then after we just are all out like drinking downtown or wherever the concert's at. Huh? And it's like, just like super casual. Everyone in the city's down there. And it's just like a huge fun time. It's like so much more intimate than just like a concert in front of 50,000 people. Okay, my dream
0: does not no longer exist. It's that.
1: It's like, I'm not going to get good enough a guitar. Or like, I'm not willing to put the time in to do that. Or to insane. So, like, I just know that's, like, that's not happening for me in my life. But if I could create one thing for one night, like, that's what it would be.
0: Now that we're on the topic of dreams. Yeah. There was a huge news article that just came out about this athlete, Drew Robinson. I don't know if you guys know about Drew Robinson. But he was this Major League Baseball player. Okay. That played, he, I think he got one game, if I'm not mistaken, in the MLB. Okay. And he hit a home run. In this game in the MLB, he was on a high for the Texas Rangers. And the next day got sent down just from going to the, from that high to an extreme low of being sent down now to the miners. Again, it was just way too much for him to handle. And like, I don't know if anyone's heard of this story, but he ended up attempting to take his own life away with a gun, shot himself, missed his brain. He ended up surviving. Dude, this guy lived for 24 hours. I know you know this story, but he lived for 24 hours after This happened and finally called EMS or whatever Mm -hmm. to come and help him out. But it's just crazy to think that you're at that high. Like you've made it. Like he was playing professional baseball. His dream
1: had come true. He had a home run. I would say for regardless of how many games you played in the MLB, if your dream was to make the MLB, you did it for a day. And that might not be fulfilled. You might have wanted to play 12 years, 15, 20 years. That's fine. But if your goal was to make the MLB, like you made it for a day, then you hit a home run. You know, that elation is you're so, you're so high on that. He said he was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Next day, get sent down and just someone pulled the rug right out from under him. And that's scary to think about that. We talk about dreams being attainable and always wanting to get there. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get there, talk about unsatisfied. It's,
0: it's on to the next, man. It's so crazy how no matter what your dream is. And it's so hard for me to say that, like you singing country music for your hometown and being well known across Mm -hmm. the world. I don't think you'd be content there. For sure. You'd still want something else.
1: And that's where like, I think what happened with him is I think the story kind of was, it was all related around COVID. All of a sudden he was isolated on on his own for like an extended period of time when like COVID first hit. And like, I think that just like ate away at him. And then that's when he tried to take his own life, but. Regardless of it, tried to take his own life, missed his brain. And now he's back playing triple A ball for the Sacramento River Cats. And the story became public when he hit a home run last week.
0: It's just insane to me that the comeback that he, he made. And I just want to bring up that story because it just, it resonated with especially what's going on right now with COVID and everything. <laughs> Moving on to our hot takes. Starting off, first hot take. Okay, first topic of the day. Career versus location, hunts, let's get into it. So when we're talking about career, we're talking about location. I know you've got your favorite spots in the world. I've got mine. I know you've got your dream jobs in the world. Would you rather have the career you want in a location that you maybe don't, don't see as like your favorite spot, or would you rather have an okay career, mediocre, but in a spot that you absolutely love.
1: Yeah, it's a toss up for me. I don't really know. My problem is, is what I think a lot about this question is. I think we relate to this very well because we've both lived in multiple places. If not, like I haven't lived across the country or like the world, but I've lived lived across the country. Mm-hmm. So I've lived in like Stockton, California, two years. I lived in Kansas City for a year. I lived in Toledo, Ohio for a year. Yep. I lived in Oshawa, Ontario for a year. Not that that's like a big change, but regardless, a change of scenery from my hometown. And I lived in Vancouver for four months, five months. Yeah. You've lived in Australia.
0: Yep. Australia was really the only place I actually like lived lived in. Like, I guess you could say. Vancouver. Extended vacation in Vancouver, yeah.
1: for sure. For me, it's like a lot about location. Like I was walking yesterday in Point Pelee, and I was just like, man, like do I miss hiking NBC? Yeah. So like that's where I questioned. I was like, is it, better to be in a location where you have access to the stuff you love if like your job's just mediocre there's so many like things to go into that though because like (laughs) i don't think van would be the place i'd choose to live
0: you know you don't think so eh? no it'd
1: be san diego san diego pacific beach uh, obviously i think we agree on that so i i think i'm gonna go location i'd be a bartender for the rest of my life at pacific beach shore club and run the fish races
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's a sick job too that's true you know what i mean like i'm talking you have to be, what's a mediocre job for you? Maybe like in a business role? Is that a mediocre job? Or is that something that you really want to do?
1: I would say I want to do that. I don't know. Like, okay, I'm Jim Helpert. Okay. And I'm just kind of like making my way through life at a paper supply company where I could probably be doing something better because I'm a little more talented, but it's in San Diego and that's where the job presented itself. Yeah. Maybe I'm not doing that.
0: Or you're a chartered fishing captain in, let's say Windsor. Yeah. And I'm, nothing against Windsor. Love Windsor.
1: I'm, pro- I'm probably picking the charter fishing captain.
0: Yeah. See, like it's crazy because this is, I feel like this is something that so many people go through in their twenties. Like now, especially people in their twenties and thirties, they want to get out and they want to see these other cities, but some people don't make the jump. Some people do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the people that do, I tend to. C saying, dude, I'll never
1: go back. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: whoever makes the jump to go move out west, to go move out east.
1: But do you know what? Like, obviously we have restrictions on where we can go. How much do you know about the working travel visa program with Canada? Nothing. Okay. So like in Canada, we we have partnerships with 32 countries or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a random number. It could be 150. It could be zero. We have programs where you can get working travel visas. For a year, some countries you have to be under 30. Some current countries you have to be under 35. Okay. So you can just go working travel visa. They hand you the visa, go get any job in that country for a year.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's a butt game changer.
1: Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Italy? Do you want to go to Sweden? Do you want to go to Australia? And, Austra- and like, there's a lot of ways to qualify for another year. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, I've looked into, and I could be wrong. If you work for a year in like agriculture uh-huh. or three months in Mm -hmm. agriculture or something else during your year there, you now qualify to stay for one more year. So you could live in Australia from 27 to 29 if you work on a banana farm for three months. And I know that sounds miserable, but like, is that three months of work worth than you go getting a job somewhere else and working the remaining 21 months? Because
0: my sister debated doing that when she was teaching over there and she was ready to pull trig on working on a banana farm, like you said. Yeah. At the same time, I think there's also the option that if your business sponsors you, I don't think you have to do that either. I don't think that's the only way to stay there, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Okay. You know what I mean? I know like, what you're saying, yeah. I think there's certain ones, certain businesses are-
1: Well, they could apply for you to get a work permit or like a permanent- Visa, but I would say you're probably not doing that if you're pick like, if you just want a cash job, like a bartender or something. Yeah. Because like, that's just like easy out, like not easy hours, but kind of go with the flow. And then all of a sudden, if you're a bartender skills, you can work for three months in Sydney and then you can go work for three months in Perth. And then you can go work for three months in Bondi Bay. What are you? (laughs)
0: Bondi Bay Bondi Beach
1: Bondi Beach yeah okay so you can like kind of like bounce around like that yeah whereas if you get a kind of a stricter job where they could get you with stable hours and stuff they might want to keep you for the whole year and then the whole next year and longer after that but Australia is also an easy example because it's an English speaking country Mm -hmm. why don't you try going to Spain you know what I'm saying so there's options to like To travel and to like try out. You can almost do both. Yeah. You can go to a new location, try a new location, try a new job. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's people that are going to go and it sounds great. It's like, oh, I'm going to go live in Australia for a year. Mm. You loved it. People are going to go. Hate their job. Hate Australia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just different. Like some people, the location,
1: home is home. Yeah.
0: Like, and this is where they want to be. Like I've met so many people like that. Like, no, Windsor is where I live. Windsor is where I'm staying.
1: And there's some well-traveled people that think like that as well. Hell yeah. I would just say my opinion is a little different. Yeah. I'm not so tied to here because I've just like the other areas I've experienced are like great. I think Windsor will always be home, Mm -hmm. but man, I hate the winter. If I could fly south of the birds, I would. See,
0: I try to tell myself that I like the winter, but...
1: But yeah, I would just say, we talked a lot about the travel there, but what do you really want to do? And We've kind of heard different perspectives now. Like do what you love, do what you can tolerate to enjoy yourself. Is your Monday to Friday job worth what you do on the weekends? But... I guess that would come back to, if you're in the wrong location and you tolerate your job, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to be an ice expert, like your jobs in Antarctica, yeah. you know, like you fly to Antarctica for six months of the year and it's minus 75. Yeah. Like, I, I, is that I run- how much you love your job? Cause some people take those jobs, you know?
0: Yeah i wondered too, is like, do, do you think the location ever gets old? Like right now we're saying this, dude, San Diego would be sweet. That's where I want to be. Give me a mediocre job and I'll take
1: it. Eventually you can't go to the beach every single day.
0: But eventually does San Diego become Windsor?
1: Yeah. You that know what I be mean? Because for other
0: people that live in San Diego, it is their Windsor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I want to go to St. Frank. I want to go to Boston. You know what for I mean? Sure. That's what I also wonder. So there's, there's gives and takes
1: there. That's a tough question yeah i wonder if you would do better if you didn't have social media because if you went and you didn't have the fomo of missing out on like what your friends back oh, home were doing huge yeah like yeah. tell me you weren't in australia for a day and there was like a party back home and you were like damn like i wish i was there i
0: think there was once that i had that you know and it was for saint paddy's day when i saw you guys on everyone's posting
1: and it's like damn i wish i was there
0: it is true yeah yeah you're always gonna have that yeah you're always gonna be looking at the grass is always greener that's a fucking crazy grass is always greener.
1: always always greener
0: yeah Bieber thinks Matthews is sick. Matthews thinks Bieber's sick. Well, and you know what? They both got a point there. Moving on. Hot take number two. The grind versus bare minimum. What I mean by this is people that are graduating, new job, whatever it is, wherever they're at in their career. So many people are pushing the narrative of work your ass off, absolutely work your ass off for something that you'd love to do. And I love that. I am for sure like, that is what my opinion is but there's also this other opinion of you don't have to just work your ass off for your entire life like enjoy your life you can do sometimes like not i don't want to call it the bare minimum but you can take a chill and just go into a job that you like that you enjoy and just kind of coast you know and certain people have different takes on what's your take
1: i'm a grind guy if you're doing your own thing because it's like no one is going to turn that machine like you're gonna no one is gonna get your business moving like you will if you Mm -hmm. work at it 24 7. And like, that's what you have to do. If you're an entrepreneur, you have to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and making things work. If you take a job where you work for someone else, I'm not saying do the bare minimum. I'm stealing this from social media and this could be a bad narrative, but Mm. I'm saying don't do more than you're paid to do. Hmm. Because What, what makes you say that? Because why would I do all this extra work? If you pay me $60,000 a year, and this is my job description, and these are my tasks, Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna do my work to a checklist. Why am I gonna go above and beyond?
0: See, I used to have that belief.
1: Because are you gonna fire me because I'm doing exactly what you're asking me to do? And am I really, what am I gaining by doing that extra? Am I really gaining that extra promotion?
0: See, I used to believe that. You know what, for some reason, I just, ever since maybe a couple years ago, I believe in going above and beyond. I, I don't know why. I just think you're giving more, like I have more in the tank. Why not use it? Mm -hmm. It's there. You know what I mean? Why, when I'm at work, am I not just going balls out? Like it's there. I've got the energy Rip through the gas.
1: I'm not saying don't be like, don't be a negative presence or just kind of sit there and hang out, Mm -hmm. but just do your work. There's no need to to take on extra workloads. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What could be happening is if you're taking extra work, There was somebody who was designed to do that work and they're not doing it. Now you're doing it. It's not like there's too much work that needs to be done. It's somebody else isn't doing their job. So now you're picking up their slack because you're like, oh, I'll just do it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I would say, why are you doing that for someone else? If that's your attitude, I think you're better off grinding into your own thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And can we talk about that? Like you talked about the entrepreneurial route, like what it actually takes to be successful in your own thing you were there Riggs. you you played hockey and you were at the professional level we've talked about that one summer where you just absolutely shut down was there anything like when you woke up in the morning what were you thinking of?
1: okay how can i get better today and it's like it was so dialed down where you can ask my parents i literally had a spreadsheet in front of our scale in the bathroom and mm-hmm. every day weigh in way out wake up weigh in go to bed way out Really? Because I wanted to know where I was losing weight, where I was gaining weight, what was good days, what was bad days. And I could relate it back to, okay, like this day I worked out, I skated and then I did yoga. Okay, I'm way light. I need to eat. I need to be eating way more on these days. And it was literally like, I had it like dialed down to like oh, science. I'm not like, it was kind of hilarious. Like yeah. for a, a scientific as a 17 year old kid could have been that was like trying to do his own program. Yeah. But what you're trying to get at is a bit of like the iceberg.
0: Yeah, yeah. Iceberg syndrome. I don't know if we invented that.
1: No, we did not. We didn't no, like,
0: invent iceberg syndrome. No. Well, we like to talk about iceberg syndrome. So iceberg
1: syndrome, let's explain what it is. People didn't see the work that went on. People just see the final product. People saw me get drafted. Wow, he got drafted. Good for him. That's all I saw. They didn't see me not hanging out with friends. They didn't see me skating. They didn't see me shooting pucks off my neighbor's garage. Yes. You know, they didn't see any of that. They didn't see me going to boxing. They didn't see me fighting people during the season.
0: <laughs> Literally, this guy was just fighting. They me.
1: turned on the TV one day or Instagram one day and said, oh, wow, Hunter Smith got drafted by Calgary Flames." The iceberg syndrome, just to reiterate your point,
0: you see the iceberg you think it's huge, yeah, but actually underneath, underneath is 10 times the size. It's 10 times, whatever it is, 10 times the size.
1: And for you, it's very relatable because I remember when you were doing your training, how hard it was and how demanding it was. And it was three months. Yeah. yeah three yeah. months training. That's like after you got hired, they didn't see the work that went in before that. They just saw one day you posted, oh, I'm a firefighter now. Yeah. And they go, oh, bro, a firefighter.
0: That is like so, so And not to put myself down, but that is so minimal compared to what you had to go through. Like, I want to get back into this. You were literally waking up every day and that was number one priority in your head. Was it not? Was that all you could think about at that time? Yeah. You were, you weren't thinking about the boys. No. You like, you weren't thinking about any other hobby or activity you had. You had one thing on your mind.
1: I was thinking, did mom buy enough spinach today because I need to get my greens in.
0: Exactly. For hockey, hockey was the only thing in your head. Mm -hmm. And I think People fail to realize sometimes what it actually takes to get there. You experienced most of your success when you thought about one thing. Mm-hmm. Once you put two, three, four, five things in the mix, your dream of the one is diluted to yeah. 20%. So I think people miss that. And sometimes people say, oh yeah, but he had it. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was talented. He, you know, he was natural. Dude, that is not a thing. Yeah, I get that t- natural talent is, is a, Portion of the puzzle, but honestly, 90% of it is your work ethic.
1: Yeah, but I would say that just relates to I think we've had a, like a lot of people on the podcast that can really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Where Mackenzie, yeah. she was talking about AOG, her running her fitness classes, and then she's trying to set up all this online programming and stuff. And people just like click it one day, but she was talking about how she's on the phone for hours, and that's all under the iceberg. You just see that you get to book the class now online. Mm-hmm. And then She like sells her merchandise. You just put in an order. You don't see that she's on the phone calling suppliers and designers to get everything done. Order them, gets it all, packages it all up nicely and then sends it to you. Mm -hmm. Danielle, great example again. She used to run her... Urban Surf off the back of her truck. She used to tow around like the 12 boards, bring it to places, and that's where Urban Surf started. And now every year they're trying to find new ways to advance and to improve. They just signed up with carrots and dates. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a carrots and dates location at Urban Surf. They're constantly doing new kayaks, trying new things, you know, like trying to make it like a hangout spot. And it's it's evolving. That's all the work that they put in. You just show up one day and there's a brand new deck seating area. You didn't see that they just had to invest all this money into this wood and this decking, figure out. Out how they're going to lay it out, then physically do it. I know you just show up and it's done, yeah. So you just get the tip of the iceberg where everything happening underneath is so much more.
0: I know, and like it, there's this guy on uh TikTok, I don't know if you've seen him. Okay, this guy will go up to people in like Miami or whatever, and like they'll roll up with a car, or like he'll show up to like these sick houses,
1: Daniel Mack yes yeah, yeah yes you yeah. know Danny Mac okay okay and he'll just be like uh sir what do you do for a living what do you do for a living yeah.
0: and it's sick because it's just yeah. like oh I'm a real estate agent but I wish he could just go a little bit deeper and just be like okay how and like maybe do like a, a 30 minute montage of okay dude I worked my ass off mm-hmm. from this to you know what I mean like what I've realized is there's no shortcut No. Which I always thought there was, okay, what's the easiest way to do this? Like I was always a bare minimum guy, the easiest way to whatever. And I think that's what's hindered me up until now. Now I'm realizing, okay, dude, you got to work. If you want, if that's your dream, got to go get it. For sure. Yeah, it's not going to come to you. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people have coming in when they're they're coming right out of school, right? They Mm. just don't want to work for it. I was that guy. Like, Like if I'm being honest in high school and whatever with my marks and stuff, dude, I was always the guy that was like, okay, what's the bare minimum, I have to study to do well on this test, Mm -hmm. you know? And and I wasn't like going for passing grades, but.
1: You're a smart kid. You can, you don't have to be humble about that, you know? But it was like, it was like, okay, what do I not know? And how much do I have to work at this to get an 85, to get an A? Yeah. So I go home and Nona doesn't get the wooden spoon out of it. Wooden spoon. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I'll, I'll never forget this story when it was Adam Smith and we walked into exercise science class and we had an exam that day. I completely forgot we had an exam that day. Not unusual for me, by the way. I completely forgot. I show up to class and I'm like, hey, boys, what's going on? I'm laughing, whatever. They're like, it knows in their books, studying, doing last minute study. And they're like, dude, we're, we're freaking out about this exam today. I'm like, what exam? And him and Ian are like, dude, we have an exam in five minutes. So I sit down beside them and I'm like, scrunching through these notes, right? And I'll never forget his face when we got our marks back because I got like a 90. On, on this exam. And they both they they both kind of shit the bed on it. And they were like, this guy studied for fuck. You know what I mean? And I love that. But mm-hmm. now that I look back at it, it's just like, well, how did that benefit me? Yeah. Now I just became a lazy asshole. You know what I mean? So,
1: I don't know. How much are you really underachieving?
0: Look at a guy like Tom Brady, dude. Like, look at his story in college. The guy was a, be- like, a benchwarmer, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, he was like a second string quarterback next to whatever his name was. The guy that was the starter is now looking at him like, oh my God. That guy backed me up in college.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, like how crazy is that? Oh, well, drafted in the seventh round and everything. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, and ever.
0: He's dude. What people don't realize is like Tom Brady is not that athletic.
1: Oh, like, on the football field, compared <laughs> that is not that's not God given. No, this guy probably works harder than anyone's ever seen. Ever, and we just we just go oh he's the goat because he's the goat, but no.
0: Like he's playing, I hope people know he's playing with athletes that perform better than your Ram out, that's sitting outside of my driveway yeah, yeah. or your, your Jeep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they literally have the horsepower of that thing mm. and he's playing amongst them, not at a talent anywhere yeah. near those guys. Yeah.
1: Can't jump as high. Can't run as fast. No, yeah. everyone. I'm pretty sure everyone used to like cut his like throw up too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. The arm wasn't like, so how does he make it work? Well, he worked his freaking yeah. balls off, man.
1: So the grind
0: versus, versus the chill. It's who you are too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some people are just, oh, dude, I will do whatever it takes to get there. Some people are like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I just want to enjoy. It. All right. Hot take number three, tolerate versus passion. We've talked about it a bunch on the show. Are you the guy that tolerates? Are you the guy that's, that ch- chases your dream? We'll talk about this quickly. Some people are on the firm belief that you'd find a career. A career is just one aspect of your life. It's not life. Some people are under the aspect. I want my career to be my life. I want to love it. Where you at on the
1: spectrum you know what's so funny is i think i used to be passion and i think i've moved closer to taller right now really this is interesting go ahead and i think it's because honestly like i don't want to say like i failed in my first career yeah i understand that what i achieved is like a lot to be proud of myself Mm -hmm. for and i am super proud of myself but in the end i didn't reach the end goal where we talked about earlier drew robinson wanted to play in the lb played one game i can't even tell you what i would trade to have played that one game in the, in the NHL. You wouldn't fathom what I would trade to play that game. Really? Just to play that, like, yeah. just to I, get, I've never seen the side of you. That's so what I'm like. saying. Like, just to get that one game, like, I would trade the world. And it's like, that is now gone. And it's like, I can't get it back. And that was my passion. And that's what I was chasing for multiple reasons. Sure, I got hurt a lot. In the mm-hmm. end, maybe probably wasn't good enough. Sure, I could have got screwed by a coach or two. Really? There's a lot of guys that get screwed by coaches, still find a way. It, it's on me. Didn't make it. Follow my passion. Didn't work out. And, like, that sucks. So, I think naturally, I don't want to say like PTSD, because that's a bit aggressive. We talked about like, Danielle was like, build a freaking empire. Don't have a safety net. Okay. I'm a little more hesitant to go after something. That's my passion because I've already failed once. I don't want to fail again. I don't Uh, want to keep doing this restart. I want to be successful, but I need to get over that in my own head. So that's why I'm probably leaning more towards tolerate where I can get something a little more stable, which honestly scares the shit out of me even more when I think about it long-term. I know. And that's part of the reason why, when you approached me with this podcast idea, I was basically so in because depends what day you talk to me. If we re-record this episode tomorrow, I'm gonna say passion 100. My mind changes. <laughs> my mind changes hourly. Yeah,
0: it's true. Like I don't know if there's a really right answer to that, but that's crazy coming from you because you've been there. You've done it. Mm. You know what I mean? You've you've done the passion route. That was the route, and now that you've you've done it. Now you're saying you you kind of bounce back between the two. And I don't know that there is a right answer, man. Mm -hmm. Like a career that you can tolerate to be able to enjoy the things on your side, Bryce Yvonne, a specific example of that, or working your absolute balls to the walls, going for something that you think you would absolutely love. Maybe maybe there's an in-between. Maybe that's why this side hustle thing is such a big thing right
1: now. For sure. You just need to like, find a way because what are you really doing with your time that's what i ask myself every day mm-hmm. is like what am i really doing with my time mm-hmm. and it's am i wasting it i hate to say it's from these like motivators online but you know what the other thing you have to look at too
0: i feel like some people struggle so hard to find their passion i was in this spot what is my pa- i don't even know i want to find it i want to work hard but they don't know where to put it you know what i mean i feel like that's a common problem like they're just like dude i don't know do i like this i don't like this I think that's just goes back to Gary Vee, just tasting everything, trying everything you can, especially at this age, when you're in your quarter life, dude, just try everything. No regrets. Just go balls in on everything and see what you like. Yeah. And if you find something great, if you don't enjoy the process along the way, there's your passion. You're going to learn lessons.
1: Yeah. If anything, you're going to let just learn. Hell yeah. You know?
0: I just heard a quote
1: by Jay Shetty the
0: other day with change. There comes a lot of pain. So every time you change, there's a huge amount of pain that comes with it. It's just uncomfortable, but there's no pain comparable to staying the same. That for me speaks miles because then I'm like, okay, I want to keep growing. I want to keep grinding. I want to keep searching. You know what I mean? Nothing. I just want, what's the next thing? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And just enjoy the process along the way. Like I've said in the past, there's no end goal that I'm going to be like, see you later.
1: Now, Justin Borelli is done. You know what I mean? Like kick up your legs. You know, what's really interesting is kind of we talk about this quarter life crisis age. Mm -hmm. And we say it starts like in the middle of high school. Rio, second shout out in a row. Hey, bud. Not a big deal. Uh, He texted me the other day and he said, hey, it's been, it was May 7th. And he said, it's been uh, 10 years since we got drafted to the OHL. Holy shit eh yeah and it was like that was such a huge moment in my life back then yeah when i was talking about it with other people i was just like you know what how much have i done in that last 10 years and i looked back on that last 10 years i don't think i would have wrote my script any different we've talked about the hockey a bit today so that's why i just thought of it again Mm -hmm. i'm just like so proud of myself
0: you think so eh like, like what? how did that make you feel? Yeah. Like
1: I accomplished so much in that last 10 years. Me personally. So I would just say like, take an inventory of what you've done in the last 10 years, because you talk about staying in that same job and not progressing. That's what you just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Staying the same. If you don't mm-hmm. change, there's no like pain. Mm-hmm. I think about the pain that I went through the last 10 years, everything, physical, mental exhaustion and like where I'm at today. And if I asked like 15 year old Hunter, like he would be proud of himself. If I, in 10 years ask 25 year old Hunter. Yeah what he thinks about when he's 35. If I have that same answer, I'm happy. And it's actually funny cause I just got a new passport and that is due up in 2031, which was scary. Oh, wow. Yeah. What I'm saying is over the last 10 years, I got drafted to the OHL. Yep. So let's start there. Yep. First big life change. Yep end of the 10th grade ended up playing a year junior b played three years in the ohl yeah during that time got drafted to the nhl yeah won a memorial cup i'm i'm agreeing with these things these are actually blowing my mind yes i
0: keep forgetting that you actually did all this stuff because
1: after i won the Memorial cup signed my nhl contract after that went played two years in stockton a year in kansas city finished my contract and then decided to play a year at home for toledo or a year close to home in toledo after that decided the career was over it was it was time to to let that dream go Mm -hmm. which is absolutely fine and now i'm done two years university
0: yeah like look at all the things that you've you were able to do
1: what else did i actually want to accomplish in that 10 years what did i not do that i really wanted to do yeah so i'm like super proud of myself and it's funny because i remember on episode two when you interviewed me and you were like what are you like think and i was just like i'm just like a badass like i was like i think i'm a badass yeah it's weird but i am just super proud of myself it's good to have that like give yourself those positive affirmations yeah like i feel like people think it's weird but i don't think i'm like an over i'm a pretty humble guy yeah
0: oh yeah yeah. like do you think now that you've done all this stuff i i feel like you're never gonna regret the things you did it's the things that you didn't do for sure you're listing all these things you did and it's like okay that's what's keeping you going Like that's like oh my
1: god i did that and I can like look back on those 10 years and like think of the things I didn't do and what I, that, what I regret about them, Yes, which is scary. And it's like, there's not, that's not a long list by any means. Uh-huh. There's not a whole lot of stuff during that 10 years that I do regret.
0: That's why like every, every day I honestly, I wake up I, I just want to pack them in. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep doing shit because it's like, if I'm not doing stuff, that's the shit that I regret. It's when I'm sitting on my ass on Instagram, you know what I mean? Or whatever.
1: Like that's the shit that just makes me feel like dog cuckoo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it just like breathes low energy, especially right now. Like, obviously we have like our restrictions, but why do you need to watch Netflix?
0: You know, I know. unless you really enjoy Netflix, like if you realize that like, it's not bringing you any value in your life, don't do it.
1: That's fair. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make them feel lazy, but for me personally, it makes me feel like a bag of poo. Yeah, I agree.
0: Cucka. Yeah. Seriously. That's why I don't have Netflix. You know what I mean? Can we though get back? Dude, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How did it feel when you were, when your name was called up in that second round of second round of the NHL draft, by the way, we're going to go back to that because I just want to see like, what were you literally feeling when that happened?
1: I've always wanted to ask you this and I don't, I don't think I ever had. I think it was just like the recognition of like everything that like I'd done, like paid off. You know what I'm saying? It all just like clicked. like for once in my life. Like that was probably the first time in my life where it's like everything that now I have done paid off. It was the first like recognition of success. So you're sitting in, where were you? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You're sitting in the stands
0: of- Wells Wells Fargo Center. You hear your name get called. First off, you're probably cheesing to the nuts. Yeah, yeah. Second off, are you just having flashbacks now? Is that what you're doing in
1: your head? Are you thinking of your family? Like,
0: what was, I want to know what was inside of your mind or was
1: it just like so much to process? Honestly, it was so much to process. It's pretty cool. Like you, if you just like always hear, like dream of getting your name called. And even though it wasn't like in the first round where you go on stage and get the jersey and everything and like take the picture, it was still, it didn't really change that. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was at the draft, which I'm so thankful I was. Cause I got to experience that, you know, just kind of go down the aisle, give everyone in my family a hug. I mean, I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but it was yeah. like an accumulation of like their hard work too. Yeah. Like my mom and dad are there and like everything they did for me, dude, you fucker.
0: Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I had to bring it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: But no, honestly. And then you just like go down and then you meet all like the NHL guys. Um, yeah. For calgary and you knew you knew some of them and you didn't, i didn't know other of them so like obviously like meeting a guy like brian burke um mm-hmm. he was the president i think of calgary at the time and he my coach actually like told me he's like burke loves you like you're going to calgary like he knew so like that pick like i was like waiting for my name to be called almost after you like go like down in the tunnel uh of like the arena and you like are taking pictures with like jerseys on and stuff and like yeah. all like the stupid stuff with the stick and like yeah yeah all that nonsense yeah. And then it was just like, it was funny. Cause like you're away from your family for like two hours after you get picked. Oh, so like, you don't get to like talk to anybody about it. Right. It took a while to like, get back to my parents and like hug and like, and then they have like family pictures. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, let's go back to the hotel, get everything. And then there was like a big dinner that night with like all the Calgary people. But yeah, it was cool. I've never really talked about that. Thanks for no, asking that
0: dude. I, I like, I was just like, how have I never asked you yeah, this? That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? We spend this much time together. I've never, I've never asked you what it was like to be one of the biggest moments of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to crawl into the skin of Hunter Smith and yeah. see what that was all about
1: for our call to action today
0: Career versus location
1: right now career or school. Are you happy with what you're doing? Or are you happy in your location? Write it down
0: the grind versus the minimalist approach
1: Are you grinding right now or are you a minimalist? Write it down and write Why and why are you working so hard or why are you not and do you just want to go through the motions? Or do you want to achieve like crazy wicked things on your own? Yeah, and then tolerate versus passion So number three write down Are you tolerating what you're doing or are you really passionate about it? Are you on the path you're on? And if you aren't, then write down what you'd rather do under the other one. So if if you're tolerating, write down your three passions and say, I'm going to start chasing one of these on a side hustle. If you're doing something that you're passionate about and you hate it for some reason, but you're passionate about it, so I don't know why you'd hate it, (laughs) then go apply to Dunder Mifflin Paper Company and get a job. (laughs) I like it. Take away
0: the three hot takes we had today. Write down, get an idea of who you are and where you want to be. You know what I mean? I think that's going to help. Okay, guys, we had a great episode for you today. This is the episode with the hot takes. Riggs, great for having you on again. I feel like I interviewed you once again. But we'll be back for episode 13. Hang around. Great having you on the show. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode and listening to us bozos talk about absolutely zero. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at theqlcguys.com, except for the fact that that's not true. There's no .com. Just do you.